I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. One is Mark and John's the other. They're just friends. They are not lovers. It's two old queens. It's two old queens. They're just sassy, not that mean. Two old queens. It's two old queens. Now shut up. Hello. Welcome to Two Old Queens. I'm John Flynn. I'm Mark Rennie. Mark, I am very excited about our guest this week. Please let everyone know who is joining us. He's a comedian, actor, storyteller, member of the Ground Lead Sunday Company, host of The Moth and Risk, and author of the memoir, Bad Kid. It's David Crabb. Yay. Hi. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here to talk about all of it. I mean, I mean, the fact that you had me on for this is like, oh, I wonder if it's going to be trying to qualify something that's a little gay as gay, and we're just going all the way there. So I'm pumped. Absolutely. Yeah. Are you a fan of, we can say it, Madonna? Are you a fan of Madonna? Do you have feelings? I do have feelings. A lot of them the last 10 years have been hard to process. I have an online therapy account and I deal with a lot of it there. Yeah, but in her peak, I I mean, I think she's one of my top five favorite pop stars of all time for sure. Well, yeah. Yeah. John, you don't know. Maybe she's not. (laughs) Yeah. Who's he going to pick? I mean, look, look, she might be number one, but there's such, I mean, we can get into this. I don't know. We will. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. There's just <laughs> such a fall off, right? It, it just feels so sure. intense, this last little bit. So oh, I, so where are you talking? You're talking about like Rebel Heart? You're talking about Madam X? Where are you talking? Oh, I actually Please. think there's, I actually think there's a great single disc album in Rebel Heart. I, I don't, agree. I think Rebel Heart's actually pretty good. Um, but I think I mean more of like 
just the whole vibe, the energy. I mean, we can get into the ages sure. stuff and some other <laughs> stuff later, just with just the pink Tough. hair and the strange padded butt. Like, I just don't know what's happening. I'm confused. Well, exactly. she's doing like weird. Like, I feel like she should not be on social media. Like, it'd be it's OK to have an air of mystery, Madonna, at this point. <laughs> oh, You're not helping God. yourself. Like, Lil Nas, X had his, uh, Lil Nas X had his Montero video and everyone's like, oh, my God, this is like groundbreaking. And then she posted a photo of her like kissing a woman saying, like, did it first. Recognize like, okay, like not kissing a woman, thing. not Britney Spears. <laughs> yeah, but it's not the, quite the same as like a young black gay man coming out and doing all that stuff. That that performance did that that live performance at the BET Awards he did I thought was just stunning and amazing, and I was I I thought that was you y'all have seen that right? Of course, yeah. I mean, just so uh, so fun to pay homage to so many great female stars who did all that hot muscle guy flaming pit of fire <laughs> yeah. writhing right. in Egyptian. Yeah, it's I mean, a real gesture of respect on his part, definitely. Oh, definitely. And I think that was his main goal. Um, <laughs> no, I, I just think, uh, yeah. And then the last album, I mean, I kind of want to appreciate that she's really going for something like so cool to kind of be like, I don't give a shit. I went to Portugal and I'm going to. Right. <laughs> I'm going to do my Graceland sort of. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, John. John. <laughs> he gives her a lot of allowances. I know. I know a lot. I know. It's our nature. Doesn't give Meryl Streep an inch, but he gives Madonna a mile. <laughs> Meryl Streep doesn't need your fucking inch. Exactly. That's true. <laughs> She's yeah. got the Oscars. <laughs> we love her more than ever. It's the opposite Madonna trajectory in a lot of ways. Yeah. I think so? Yeah. Do you think you love but, Meryl Streep more now than ever? I think earlier? she's more popular than ever, you know? Yeah, just I mean, part of the, as the zeitgeist, I guess. But I feel like her last couple roles, like like when you talk about like iconic Meryl Streep performances, you're talking about. I mean, yes, I think Devil Wears Prada is up there, but I mean, you're not really talking about the paper or um, what about Big Little Lies season two? Can we ever get that scream image out of our mind? She's a meme. <laughs> When's the last time Madonna meme. was memed? <laughs> Never. Several well, times a day, I think. <laughs> well, this opens. I mean, well, this opens a whole conversation in like. <laughs> the film celebrity world versus the pop icon world mm. and like what yeah. we're willing to make allowances for in regards to women. You know what I mean? Like, sure. you know, Meryl Streep is aging gracefully, but she's also not expected to wear a bustier and ride right. into the fire uh, right. doing her top 20 <laughs> billboard song, you know, at, at, at how old is Madonna? 84, 84, 86. <laughs> yeah. No, 102. But, uh-huh. But, well, there but, is no roadmap for like an aging pop star. There is no like, oh, look yeah, at how yeah. they did it. They're She's, always you either die at 26 or become an embarrassment. Isn't there like an alternate timeline, though? I mean, in my dream balloon, there's okay. an alternate timeline where Madonna goes like a, it's kind of like a quasi hybrid of like Courtney Love and Patti Smith, where it's just kind of okay. like a just a growly, slightly haggard, but really hot and owning her gray. Like, I yeah. feel like Madonna is kind of robbing me of a Madonna moment that I feel like I actually want more than what I'm getting. But she's just because she's a product doesn't mean that my desire should outright <laughs> her cheeks, right? Sure, own- sure, absolutely. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. It does seem like she's trying to chase her age and trying to make that not be the thing. She's chasing something now as opposed to in the past she was leading the the chase as it were you know what i mean like she's she's trying to capture what other people think is cool as opposed to there was a time where she was telling everyone this is what's cool 
Yeah. Yeah. And then on top of all that, there's just the music. Like, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I might be like 10 times more forgiving of whatever weird kind of padded butt. I'm like doing a fashion shoot in my bathtub pedals, like whatever her moment is, I think I wouldn't care as much. But what the thing, the thing that we don't talk about is just the music. Like she made. There's, what can you say? Right. It's yeah. forgettable. <laughs> what is there to say? Right. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. We don't talk about what we hear in the elevator either for a reason. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I feel like I would love if, because I feel like I always give her new albums like a listen. At least. I'm always sure. going to listen. But then it just, I feel like she's making music she thinks people wants to hear where I wish she would just make a, like, what do you want to do, Madonna? Like do something yeah. fucking weird and idiosyncratic and isn't like tracing a trend. Like, just yeah. like, I'd rather have her do something really weird and out there, and that's purely her. But right now, it just seems like she's tra- chasing pop trends. Like, oh, people are like, Colombian music. I better hook up with Colombia, you know? See, but I, know, Mark- I feel like, I was going to say, I think Madame X is her being like, I think I want to do this. What were you going to well, say? That, well, that's what I love, because I feel like, Mark, what you just said so sums up the a feeling I had about her. And then she made Madame X, and I was like... Well, God, can't you do the thing that I'm demanding of her while also making catchy music? Right. <laughs> right. And then I'm like, oh, I'm just a, I'm just an asshole who has no control over this. I whole could life. be very well an asshole. That is, that is not. <laughs> but also, that's not mutually exclusive. I can also exactly. be an asshole, and she could also have put out a bad album. That is true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel like there's a, a late life Madonna electrified guitar moment. And that's the thing that I think I kind of wanted. That's the thing that I thought I was going to get here, here, here near the end. And I'm not getting it. Uh-huh. <laughs> getting you want something, something like yeah. shake the walls and like get the dust off the couches. And yeah, I don't know what I'm saying, but you know, just things that are going to like shake things up. Yeah, because she's got some great moody rage, sorrow moments in her, you know, her, yeah, her long catalog. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of thought at the end, maybe she'd like, you know, I don't know, plug in an electric guitar you know, where she does it. She tries to play guitar in all of her concerts. Yeah, but it's always like an acoustic guitar and she's playing like this. I know. See, I'm being- She, she started to have ukulele moments in her concerts where it's like no. her in a chair doing like just a ukulele number where it's just like, we get it. You need to breathe. You can't do all the cardio you used to be able to do. <laughs> well, see, but that's what, I mean, I'm I'm cool. Sit down, you know. <laughs> sure. Plug, plug in your electric guitar, rage out. I mean, and I also like it when she's like, and I love the whole year. Like if, if it's European, I'm, I'm down. Like my dream album is, is just her and Stuart Price in mere way. I just want them to get holed up in a room again and do that. And I'm not getting that. See, I'm so demanding. It's terrible. <laughs> or you would love to be surprised though. Also, you know what I mean? Like surprise me, show me something new. Yeah. That'd be great too. Yeah. yeah she, but she, isn't that always the risk of like surprise me, but I still want to like it. See, but that's what exactly. I think and it's I, okay to want to like something. I don't think that's a high. No, bar. but I'm saying like if she does something surprising and you don't like it, then you'll be like, no, this wasn't the surprise. Like when in in the yes, well, we yes, all I want guess inherently that is, like, I want something and good and surprising. Give me something I didn't know I loved. That's what we all want from any artist. See, and that's sure. what's funny. And and Madame X is like when you're like a type A person and you're dating someone that wants to throw you a surprise and you tell them, I'm not going to tell you anything. Whatever you want, I'll be happy. I just don't want to know. And then they right. give you the surprise party and it's like at the wrong fucking restaurant. They yeah. forgot your poor best friend. You know, it's like- right. You invited your family. This was for you this <laughs> yeah. whole time. Yeah, not what I wanted. Have you seen uh, Madonna in concert? Yes, I, uh, my, my boyfriend then husband now got me for my birthday surprise tickets to go see the confessions tour. 
Um, okay. And I went and saw her there, but I was with her one other time. We're very weird. With her? Oh. Yes, with that, her. When you go to a concert, you're with them. <laughs> we took a, we took you a saw a show, Don't Tell Mamas, and you were sat at the same cabaret table. Nice. Uh, so close to that. Uh, <laughs> I won a radio, like I literally one of those stupid things that I didn't think happened since I was a small boy in Texas where you would like call the radio and you'd be the 10th caller and you'd oh, make right. a Domino's pizza and a Bobby Brown cassette. <laughs> um, years later in New York, I did that and I won um, premier tickets to see her introduce in a movie theater, I'm going to tell you a secret. <laughs> All right. Which was the tour doc she made for reinvention tour. And she, you know, went up, introduced, and then she walked right past me because I was on the aisle in like the nosebleed section because it was a lot of famous people further up. Sure. And then she sat 10 rows behind me. And I was just thinking the first 20 minutes, oh my God, Madonna's behind me. And I remember at one point it just smelled terrible. And I heard this weird crunching and I looked behind me and Nikki Hilton was eating just nachos like from a, a paper bag and I'll always remember like what is this weird thing where like Nikki Hilton A is behind me sure. and not in front of me and B she's <laughs> eating stinky nachos and when I turned to look at that I looked and I realized that Madonna's seat had been empty like Madonna didn't go to she sat in her seat for like five minutes and then just of course like, I got, I got <laughs> she's seen it I've yeah I've sat through I mean before. I can talk about American life until the cows come. You home. love American life. I know you're that. the one. That's the one. It's me. <laughs> uh, and I see all its flaws and I wish it could be re-envisioned or you could go in a time machine and reproduce and reorganize and have a different single, all that shit. But at its heart, I actually really enjoyed it. And then it Confessions the on a Dance Floor was after American Life? Yeah, that was her yes. like, please forgive me. Yes. Here's I what love you Confessions watch. on a Dance Floor. It's well, great. Yeah, yeah it's so great. Good. Yeah, I think I go back and forth. I mean, Like a Prayer is the one that is really just like, it was that just to so, me is like her top, yeah it like shattered my little brain about like pop music. I mean, I just loved it. I was sure. like, you can have all these feelings in one fucking <laughs> journey. But I still, I come back a lot to uh, to music. Interesting. Um, music. It's just Music's so one of my favorite ones too. Oh, really? So and like, mm -hmm. I love Impressive Instance. It's so weird. It's cool. Wait, wait, wait. I mean, I could listen to that over over and over again yeah and i remember it's one of those where like the first time i heard it it was like oh i don't know about this it's but then I, the more i listen to it like it just yeah, ingrains like, it so mm -hmm. and always that's the music that i end up loving the most is ones that you don't initially like you don't get that initial sugar rush but like you have to discover right. it over time i remember i was i was visiting a friend in texas because i was living in detroit going to school and it was right when like you know like people that were smarter than me knew about file sharing like Friends I knew that had computers and knew how to do that were like, I don't buy records anymore. Do you want me to download you? And right. I was staying at my friend's house and they went out and I had a cold. So I was on like, you know, cold drugs or whatever. And shit. Drug, I was yeah. out of my, and I was, you know, 20 something. So I was probably drinking actively with it at the same time. <laughs> and he set his computer. He was like, I'm, you know, he was my, my friend who loved like tool. And he's like, you, you rest, dude. I'm downloading all the new Madonna songs illegally for you. They're going to pop up. And I remember just being high on Colmeds and I pushed a button and I played, I deserved it. And I thought, <laughs> and I thought there's something, a few things. One, there's something wrong with computer music. Right. Th these Xerox machines that are like the yeah. chorus. Yeah. And then by the time it was over, I was like actively crying. I was like, I don't know what, <laughs> is the computer broken? And that, that song to me, especially still when I hear all those whirring, office machines i just like yeah I, so pretty Man. Yeah. did you so you didn't see madam x when it was in town 
No, I, I got so fucking pissed. Like, I had this. Those tickets were also like $500 or $600. Oh, my insane. God. I wasn't yeah. even mad about the price. I was mad about the system. I had a real, like, get off my lawn moment with that <laughs> feeling okay. like an old person who got their, like, Facebook inbox redesigned. Like, ah, I kept, I had a credit card. You know how they take, if you use your credit card, you can, like, get in the queue for the lottery for the season. Right, yeah. And I just went in and out of that so many times. I was finally like, I don't fucking understand how this works. I will give you $400 right now. Right, just give me the uh, tickets. Just, yeah. How much? Like, right. um, I just don't get, so I didn't go. Did you go? No, I didn't see it. It was, I was one of those things where I was like, oh, I cannot justify paying this much money. But I, once I knew we were doing this, I did rewatch all of her tours. I watched one a day. Oh, wow. I started from girly tour and then went to the end and then circled back and did Virgin, Who's a Girl, Blonde Ambition. Who's that wow. girl? No, who's a girl? Who's the girl? Who's a girl? Who's a girl? Who is a girl? Who's a girl? And what was any, I, you could, any takeaways? Well, I've never been a huge fan of girly show, but a lot of people cite it as one of their favorites. But girly show is the last tour that didn't have huge screens in it. Mm. So after girly tour, it's Drowned World, and um, which was a lot of video screens and everything after that. The stagecraft is mostly just an empty stage with a lot of video screens moving around. Not even dancers? Like, yeah. The, uh, tons of dancers, and she even has like more dancers as it goes on. But I do think Blonde Ambition is like probably her best tour, just in the fact that like she saw like, oh, it could be this. Like no other tour had been quite what she had done before Blonde yeah. Ambition. Yeah, yeah, Girly Show felt like that weird. She hadn't quite, it felt like a tour that was a replication, like a yeah, kind of, sort of not like, quite right imposter of Blonde Ambition. Yeah, like still had some good stuff in it, but wasn't to me as exciting. But then I think after that, it was all so much more about video projections and like, and then she also added like a runway. There's so every show has a different kind of runway, which I think is mostly probably just a way to sell higher price tickets because if you're right off yeah. the runway, and it's if it's like video, that's much. so much cheaper than like, well, we need where are the fake gears. <laughs> right exactly yeah it's easier we to need make a steam, video. now we need a rectory set so those screens probably cost a bunch and there's a lot of like hydraulics like things like platforms going right. down and stuff like that it did make me want, like oh i can't wait to go to like a concert like a pop concert would be really fun like to see like a lady gaga show i bet that's a great Definitely. show you know yeah well we might as well get into it let's get today into it. it's queen's choice uh week two of the second annual queen's choice and this is john's <laughs> pick today we're talking about madonna truth or dare john what's the deal with madonna truth or dare mark let me tell you the deal with truth or dare it was directed by alex kashishian and it is a documentary chronicling the life of madonna during her 1990 blonde ambition world tour it was initially planned just to be a traditional concert film but kashishian was so impressed with the backstage life that he persuaded madonna to do a full film con uh, focusing on that so this documentary features madonna of course her backup singers donna deloria nikki harris her backup dancers jose lewis kevin carlton slam gabriel and oliver with frequent appearances by her brother christopher ciccone and her then boyfriend warren Beatty. it was released on may 10th 1991 and went on to make 29 million off a budget of four and a half million making it the highest grossing documentary of all times before being surpassed by bowling for columbine in 2002. The movie, also known as In Bed with Madonna, received generally positive reviews. Roger Ebert gave it three and a half stars, writing that unlike most rock documentaries, the real heart of this film is backstage and the onstage musical segments, while effectively produced, seem obligatory. They're not the reason she wanted to make this film. 
Janet Maslin noted that Madonna has succeeded in taking on real importance. Truth or Dare combines galvanizing, well-photographed color scenes of her onstage act with grainy black and white glimpses of her offstage one, sometimes making interesting efforts to reconcile the two. Despite these and other positive reviews, Madonna was nominated for a Razzie Award for her performance as Worst Actress in a Movie. And in 2016, there was an unofficial follow-up documentary called Strike a Pose, in which the six surviving dancers from Truth or Dare talked about their lives during and after the tour. And that is the deal with Truth or Dare. Well, I should ask you directly, John, I feel like now. You <laughs> picked this movie. Why did you pick Madonna, Truth or Dare? I picked this movie because I just love it. I wanted to watch it again. And I knew that David would be the perfect guest for that because we have talked about Madonna for many, many, many conversations over a long uh, stretch of time. And uh, yeah, I think it actually is a very important queer movie. I think there's something about it that was so, for the moment that it came out, it was such a, it was so impactful for such a generation of people. Um, so yeah, so that's why I picked it. But, How many times have you seen it, would you say? Uh, I could not tell you. I mean, when it first you came out, me. dozens of times. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you. Um, several dozens of times. It's it's one of those things where I don't watch a lot, a lot anymore, but every couple of years I'll put it on again and just sort of revisit and have fun with it. Remember the 90s. You remember, oh, remember when? Remember who <laughs> we were? Who she was? How about you, Mark? What is your we history were. with? Well, don't hold on. Let's go to David. Okay. Let's go to David. David, right. had you? Sounds like you had seen this before. What are your like thoughts on the movie? Yeah, I mean, I saw this movie came out at the theaters when I was probably in my first like year and a half of being like outed, you know, out to, at least to my friends. Um, and it was a, it was a big. I mean, like a prayer was one of those albums. Like like a prayer came out before I came out and Vogue came out right on the tail of me coming out. So it kind of feels like that time for me, which was so kind of Madonna's, <laughs> what would you call it? The gayening. I mean, like she was always a gay icon, but I mean, I think everything from everything up to Vogue then, Immaculate Collection, just kind of, she I think was, that was like, like iconic gay status. So it was an interesting time yeah. for me to go to a movie theater, see that movie, you know, really be growing into all those feelings and then be like, oh shit, this movie's all about gay men. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which I didn't expect. Yeah. So you like it. Oh, I loved it. I, we saw it, I saw it at the theater like two, three times with all my wow. gay. And then I watched it. I mean, kind of like John, I've just like watched it over the years. And sometimes it's one of those, like I'll catch it on something or I'll just need to watch a part of it. Mm. Yeah. Like I'll be like, oh, I, I really want to see this scene. More often than not for me, even though I love the black and white content, the stuff that really lingers for me, I mean, because I, I love a spectacle, <laughs> I really will especially keep it together. Like, I'll just really feel like I need to see that, that like number. So I'll punch into portions of Set it. Set the one with the chairs yeah. and the bowler hats. Yes, that is correct. Orange, <laughs> the bossy, finale. Bossy, bossy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, John, since you've asked, I Thank think you, I Mark. saw that I didn't grow up like I always knew, of course, as a child of 80s and MTV, I always knew of <laughs> Madonna and was aware of the hits and Immaculate Collection is an essential road trip CD. Definitely. I would say. But I don't think I, my first Madonna CD I ever bought myself was probably Ray of Light. That's like the first album of hers I ever all right. But, so I think I saw Wait this once when it was like uh, out on VHS and then probably hadn't seen it since. But then they showed in the movie, they show you like the the like a virgin number. I was like, oh, they used to show this on MTV all the time like that. The live yeah. version of it. Yes. And that was a real like mind trip. Just like, oh, I forgot this existed. <laughs> and like I used to see this all the time. So I knew that more than I knew the regular movie. 
Um, I do think it's a very good, it's a lot of fun. It's a hoot, I would say. The whole time you're wondering like, oh, how much of this is like, it all feels very carefully constructed. And you know, it all feels very man. And you don't, you still feel like you're being kept at arm's length away, which kind of is what you want, but I also wouldn't expect anything less. Is it the best music documentary or concert film I've ever seen? No, but it's very fun. And I thought it was good. But to me, I think the thing I take away from Truth or Dare is, is is almost the opposite. The less the stage spectacle and just, oh my God, like these tours, these like these massive tours that you really only see through stages and hotel rooms. Right. And just that takeaway of like, oh, this looks like exhausting, but also like the most exciting thing you could possibly be doing. Right. And I think that is the kind of my, that's like my overall take. Because yeah, there is a lot of like, it's cool to see the gay men and all that stuff, but I feel like they're, they're still second fiddle to Madonna. And really, the only dancer who gets a talking head is the straight one. That is uh, disappointing. That yeah, that he's a. It, but it also is like before what rewatching it, it was like. Yes. But no, but I mean, like there wasn't. If it were made today, it, the, everyone would have talking heads. Like everyone would right. have. Like there would be more of that, and also yeah. everyone would also be primed for it or be aware that like, oh, this is going to happen. You know what I mean? I, but I agree that it is upsetting that the the only person who sort of narrates aside from Madonna is Oliver. Oh, I also don't know if we need her narration through this. Like, I don't know if it's adding anything. It's very little. It's just at the very beginning and sort of at the well, end. Well, then I was really tired and I was all had to get back to work. It's like, I think we could have picked up on that. Sure. But those are my nitpicks. We're not here to listen to my nitpicks, <laughs> well, but maybe one some of the of reasons are, why we're actually. here. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that could be. <laughs> David, as you may or may not know, we are looking for the gayest movies ever. So we have a complex right. and Byzantine scoring system with which to judge them. So we're going to go through a bunch of categories. And at one point, you are going to come up with a category and it will be added to the wheel. What does that mean? You don't know. It'll make sense when we get to it. Don't worry about it. God. All right, so Fine. this is our current, thank you. You're Shit. freaking out, Jesus. All right, this is our current top five gayest movies ever. So at number five with an 89.03% is The Wizard of Oz. Number four with an 89.70%, The Apple. Number three with an 89.81%, The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Number two with a 92.99%, The Bride of Frankenstein. And number one with a 94.83% is Female Trouble. All right, so David, if you had to guess, how well do you think Truth or Dare is going to do? I don't know. I mean, Truth or Dare seems gayer than a couple of those to me. <laughs> I, but I'm very, it's interesting hearing you name that list because I'm not into, like, I wouldn't go into, my judging thing wouldn't be about <laughs> subtext. It would be about content. So for me, Wizard of Oz is very not on this list, but sure. that's just the way my yeah. brain works, right? Okay, sure. I think if this is the Byzantine system, <laughs> I think it would be up there. I think it, I don't know what the other rest of your top 20 looks like, but I'd say eight. Number okay. eight. Yeah. All right. All right, cool, cool. Uh, currently, number eight is occupied by the Lost Boys, so with an 85.19%, oh, okay. so, we'll <laughs> so we'll see. God, I just got chub. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is uh, this is a different movie with a soul sucking <laughs> vampire. <laughs> so, so our first group of categories are the canon categories. So for these, we're each going to give it a score between zero and a hundred. Then we'll take the average of all three of our scores. Oh, John, I should. Ask, where do you yes. think it's going to end up? I think it def. I think there's a good chance it's in the top ten. Definitely top twenty would be my guess. 
Jenna is pretty right. vague, but yeah. We'll find, yeah. Uh, what else is new? So let's get into it. So our first okay. group of categories. We're each going to give it a score between zero and 100. Then we take the average of all three of our scores. So this first category, David, how would you score Madonna, Truth or Dare in actual gay characters? Oh, God, between one and 100? I mean, you only have to really deduct points. Madonna counts. I mean, Warren Beatty, has to, you have to subtract a little bit, I guess. Sure. I would put it at an, an 85. 85. We got yeah. Sandra Bernhardt in there. We got Sandra yeah. Bernhardt. We've got six of her dancers, her brother Christopher. Yeah, and uh, I think there's the, the spirit about it is so gay. I will go 85 as well. I think that's a good number. 85. Uh, I got to go 70 because this is mostly Madonna, I feel like. Okay. Right. And most of these gay like dancers barely say a word. Okay. They don't need to. You don't need to yeah. speak when Just you're they don't, they're, they're dancers. They oh, speak with their mm. arms and their, sure. and their spines sure and their torsos. <laughs> Slam spoke to Clearly me a lot when I was 16. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, got an average of 80, which is 4.33 points higher than Mulholland Drive. Okay. All righty. All righty. <laughs> All right. This next category, I think you make up a lot of points here. Drag queen inspiration. Could a drag queen watch Truth or Dare and come away with a whole book of ideas? Oh, <laughs> I mean, I want to say 100, but I don't know if it's allowed. I you mean, are allowed to say of 100. Of course it's allowed. I know, but I feel like, you know, you have to consider there's something somewhere. Oh, yeah, there's like, you know, like anti-mame or something. I would put, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with like 95. I'm 95. Gonna, yeah. yeah. I think you've got Madonna herself. You've got so many of these looks are just iconic. The Blonde Ambition Tour. When you just did think you of- Did you see the Blonde Ambition Tour, John? Did you see it live? I did not see. The only time I've seen Madonna live was her Sticky and Sweet Tour, which was after Hard Candy, mm. which was a lot of fun. Her biggest <laughs> tour ever, which is crazy to me. Oh, was it? Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was insane. What was funny to me is like, I've obviously I was a fan and watching that concert and granted like the staging, the lights and everything is like designed to make this happen. But I was like, oh, I can look at this woman for hours. Like, I think like her true gift is just forcing people to pay attention to her. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. I would hope like, so as a pop star. <laughs> like, but I mean, like she and she even says herself, she's not the best singer. She's not the best dancer. But there right. is something about her where it's just like, I want to look at I want to look at you. I can just watch you see what you're doing. And in fact, even like Rosie O'Donnell once said, told, told a story about uh, Penny Marshall had a big party like a big birthday party. And she's like, everyone was, she's like, literally, it was like Penny Marshall. Everyone in Hollywood was there. And this was like, I think around the time of League of Their Own. And she said the only person, it's like a, a party that was all A-listers. All anyone was going was like, Madonna's here. Have you seen it? Madonna, she's over there. Look at her, that's Madonna. Like, there's just something about her energy that like in a room, you're like, who is that person? Yeah, so like there's Madonna herself. I mean, when you look at Drag Race, she has been runway categories. She has got a rusical. I think you got to go 100 on Drag Queen Inspiration with this. 100. Yeah. Well, there's also just the famous cone tits. The cone bra. Thank you, John Paul Gauthier. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll give it 100. I think like you could do a whole show of just blonde ambition. And they did a yeah. whole concert. So there you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they figured. Given an average of 98.33, which is not as high as a Wizard of Oz 100, but a lot higher than Ladybird's 44. That's pretty good. I love that Ladybird <laughs> was ranked and got 40. Oh, it's amazing. That's a rough drag show. <laughs> That's like, really sad. That's like a matinee, like an after school. But in some show. ways, a more honest one, maybe. 
less aspirational, more grounded in realism. The, you know, the Florida for a different audience of for a different shows. Audience. Yeah. yeah. Everything is like a matte burnished pastel. <laughs> yeah. Like very, yeah. Mm. Some sepia tones, maybe. All right. Our next category, gay icons. How would you rate Madonna Truth that are on gay icons? Oh, God. I mean, you you know, you got, well, there's you got Madonna. Rose, you got Sandra, you got Madonna. I mean, I kind of Amadavar. feel like- Amadavar. Olivia Newton-John is in it for a hot second. I mean, I'm trying to think of other, I don't know. See, for me, I feel like I might have to go 100 here because for me, it's all about, can I think of something that trumps that? in terms of more gay icons in one movie. And because this is a documentary, they're actually gay icons, not people playing characters. So I think I'm gonna go all the way. <laughs> all the 100. way. I'm gonna say 100 here. All right. I'm also gonna go 100. I mean, I think Madonna is, is up there. She's a, she's a Mount Rushmore of a certain, obviously generation, but yeah. I was thinking about her gay, like the one thing missing from her gay, like the story of her life, what? Stops after 30, you know what I mean? like. Like what's like the grand narrative sweep of like a gay icon? We love the rise and falls and like the tragedy and clawing back. But like, I was trying to think, what is the story of like her what's life next? You know what I mean? Like what has been the story of like the last 30 years or so? I kind of think it's the story of, uh, well, I mean, is this so cliche? They all have this. Like if, it, if we're looking back at what is the theme of it all, mm -hmm. right? There's definitely something about like a there's a lone wolf narrative in there. Like there's <laughs> right. there's yeah. there's someone who's just gonna go it alone, which is such a camp. I mean, of course, right. she is who she is. <laughs> I would say it's that, but then the kids, the amount of the nurturing part and the amount of children in the equation, that's a little I don't know. John, How many what kids do you think? does she have? Oh, she God. has she has two that she's biological children. I believe she's adopted four at this point. Four. So I think she's Malawi. Six. Yeah part of just her whole, her ultimate story is that she's in charge. And so it's not like, unlike some like, say like a Britney where it's like, we're rooting for her to overcome the situation she's in now. And we feel compassion for her there. Like you, you never feel like, oh, someone told Madonna to do that and it didn't work. Or it might not that, have worked, but she did it and she wanted to do it. Or that we're rooting, yeah, exactly. Or that we're rooting for her to come out from under an oppressive husband and addiction to pills. Uh, like, yeah, <laughs> that control narrative is, mm -hmm. yeah, it's really strong with her. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I'll also give it a hundred in gay icons. Give it a hundred, tying it with your hated Wizard of Oz. <laughs> I love Wizard of Oz. I just don't think it's as gay as many other things. That's all. Well, talk all right. to John. Talk to your friend Ron okay. right there. Really? Okay. It's my fault? Okay. <laughs> I love the Wizard of Oz. I mean, I'm fine with the Wizard of Oz. Uh, all right, our next category, the male gaze. How horny is the camera for the male form? I mean, it is a documentary, I mean, so it is very like, uh, catch them as you can, right? Yeah, I mean, they're male dancers. They're very naked throughout many portions or when they're on stage partially naked. I would say the camera's very horny for the male form throughout. It's, it's either Madonna is naked or partially naked. Right. right. And if she's not there, it's a male figure. Right. Um, <laughs> I would say it's mostly Madonna, though. It's like 75 Madonna, 25 the male dancers. Right, right. But then I'm like, percentage of time is, you know, is it quantity or quality? Like, sure. what, are, what yeah. are true? What's, what's the most impactful? I'm, well, Madonna. <laughs> don't, don't ask me stupid questions, John. Um, I would say because of the amount of, of uh, TNA in it on Madonna's part, she has to subtract a bit. But because the camera, when it's on the guy, it's so horny for um, any male figure besides Warren, 
I'm sure. gonna give it. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna stick with eighty five. Eighty five. You're really liking this eighty five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's not. She doesn't linger on any of the male dancers so much, but you know they all look good, and you can tell Alex Kashishin is a gay man. I will go eighty three. Eighty three. Uh, I'll go sixty seven. Okay, in an average of 78.33, which is one point lower than Conan the Barbarian. Kevin Costner's mullet really killed it for you. Is that what happened? <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, there wasn't enough. I mean, 67 is pretty high. I would sure, say. sure. <gasps> to C plus. <laughs> See, I wish I could subtract points now that you've reminded me <laughs> about your show was neat. Uh, oh, right? Yeah. He's got like a weird sort of mullet and a, and a turtleneck, I think. It's, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, though, she apologized to him on stage she did. years later for that. That's also a rude thing to say to someone after a show. What? Your show is neat? Yeah. Would you I mean, want someone Kevin to say Costner, that to you? It's, if it's coming from Kevin Costner, I think I'll live. But it, it, it is what your confused parent says when they come to your like graduate <laughs> yes, right. art show. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Madonna's father and stepmom weren't much more effusive. Yeah. You know, they thought yeah. it was cool. You know, you yeah. could tell they were like, I don't know what that was. Everyone's working so hard. All right. Yeah. The lights. <laughs> yeah. Everyone did that at the same time. That was so cool. You guys must have rehearsed. My parents once came to an improv show I went to and the team title I was on was, it was like Friday at 11 p.m. I don't know why I did this to these poor people. <laughs> my team name was My Pussy is Killing Me. It was me and another <laughs> gay man. And then at the end, my mom, and it was a terrible show. Oh, go figure. We were really oh. bad. And my mom said, that looked hard. I was like, yeah. It <laughs> oh, was. God. That oh. was a lot of effort on everyone's yeah, part. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it was very oh. difficult for all concerned. Wow. All right. Our next category entrances with pizzazz. Oh. I mean, I mean, <laughs> this is mostly to the stage version. I was the stage show portions. They do very yeah. well here. Yeah. yeah but the but show. Sure. The movie is a series of entrances. Like, I don't know that to me. I'm trying to think how many times does someone enter with pizzazz? Like you've got each of the numbers has an entrance and then you've just right. got her coming into different rooms to go to parties or coming to parties. Or like showing up at an airport with like dozens of photographers and fans yeah, and stuff. I don't know if I can think. See, here we are. I can't, I'm going to say 100. Okay. 100. I will give it a 95. Why so conservative? I just think there could be a few more times where there's a little, ladies and gentlemen, Madonna. I don't know. John, that literally happens like 20 times <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Madonna. Please turn your attention to the Southwest corner. <laughs> Entering wow. the ring at a sinewy 95 pounds. Uh, I'll give it a 96. Wow, John, I guess I like her more than you. I guess you do. Giving an oh, average like of 97, which is 20 points higher than best in show. Pretty good. Okay. Right. All right. I think you make up some points here too. Hell on heels, feisty women. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got Madonna, you got Nikki, you got Donna, you got Sandra yeah. Bernhardt. Um, uh, you got Moira Antonio McFarland. Wife, Moira, Moira, Moira McFarland. McFarland. What is her story? Oh, what you have seen was wild. Poor, poor broken. I mean, <laughs> she looks exhausted. She has like four children. Three, She's like, like this is my Hail Mary boy. pass if I get Madonna to be a godmother of one of my oh, kids. God, that was so Jeez. awkward. And then the way like Madonna talked about her backstage or like in alone was like, oh my God, she's like my icon. I love her. And then she gets to her in person, is like, 
hi, gotta go. Yeah, uh, that was, oh, that was uncomfortable. It was cringy, but in a delightful way. God, <laughs> I'm, again, I'm torn about quantity and quality here. Um, uh, feisty, feisty females. I, I think I'll go, because you also have Sandra, you've got, I, I'll, I'll go, um, I'm gonna go 88. 88. I'm gonna go 93. 93. I'll go 90. Give it a 90.33. That's pretty good. Seven points lower than I, Tanya, but that's I, Tanya for you. All right. Our next category, macabre. How macabre? Oh. Okay. So my initial, initially, I just want to be like, oh, just very low. It's not macabre. But her terrible voiceover reading about as she lays on her top of her mother's grave, yeah. she's probably just a pile of dust now. I mean, that really, I have to put some points on for that. There's that, there's the makeup girl who got uh, roofied one night out. That was pretty macabre. So terrible. I think paparazzi are macabre personally. I think visiting Chanel is macabre. <laughs> that Nazi collaborator, <laughs> fuck her. So I think Chanel is macabre. Okay. There's a bit of shitty gothery on the part of um, Antonio uh, Banderas's uh, girlfriend, wife too. <laughs> she had a vibe that was very, I, I'm gonna go, I, not big, I'm gonna go 71 on macabre. 71, uh, amongst the darkest movies you've ever seen. So dark, so dark, I'm gonna go 73. 73, uh, I gotta give it a 30. I do not think it's really that macabre, giving it okay. an average of 58. Rape is normal, okay, cool. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Thank you, John, for putting that in my mouth. Speaking Way of. to normalize. <laughs> yeah. All right, our next category, dramatic lighting. How dramatic is the lighting? The lighting well, it goes like there's the black and white to the color of it all. That's not really lighting, that's film stock. No, there's there's like, like couple talking heads interviews where like Oliver has a very dramatic yeah he's lighting like he's got setup. Like black sheets and a black pillow yeah I'd go pretty high for this I think I'm gonna go um I mean the black and white tonally it is kind of repetitive but it does feel dramatic when it's happening I'm gonna go 93 93 yeah I think there's the black and white to color the concert stuff is all great and dramatic and fun I will go 89. 89, I'll go 80. Give it an average of 87.33, 10 points lower than Mulholland Drive. All right, next category, vibrato. So for this category, in addition to literal vibrato, we also mean anytime they take a moment, they give you something extra, they zhuzh it up more than the moment needs, but they give it to you and you like it. God, can I, can I like it ironically, like the way I laugh when she talks about her dead mother's ashes? Like, does, does that count? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, well, in some ways, Madonna's entire performance in this is vibrato. You know, she's I feel all like extra, she's, being, yeah. she's being like what we think we want as, or the, the audience's expectation of how we expect Madonna to behave in some ways. Even though the song was years from coming out, this is sort of the cinematic version, vibrato-wise, of her vocal tenor on Beautiful Stranger. It's very someone okay. shaking her in the booth, you know. <laughs> She's sitting on a dryer, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, she barely beats Belinda Carlisle sometimes. <laughs> There's that one scene where the girl sings Are doing "Heaven is a Place on Earth" with the back Oh, they do that. Shit. Yes, that's from this. So there's literal vibrato. Like there's, there's tons of literal vibrato. A joke about vibrato in it. So I'm gonna go pretty high on vibrato. I I think I'm gonna go uh, and moments that don't need. Yeah, let's go 92. 
on vibrato. 92. For me, because there's all that singing, Madonna, I said she's just entirely extra. The, the queens, when they're kikiing about the weird stuff they find in the tabloids, that feels very oh, yeah, vibrato to me. I'm going to go 96. 96. Uh, I'll go 85. Giving it a 90. There are some <laughs> things that were extra that I did not like. Like when they show the concert footage and they like go into slow-mo, like during the Oh Father oh. stuff and it gets like, oh, yeah. sure. it's, it's a little syrupy. Yeah. Yeah. The emotional stuff doesn't, for me, when they try to make it real, it feels fake. But then when it's <laughs> right. really real, like when she's just in a weird plastic hair wig eating a yes. weird cauldron of soup, I'm yep. like, this is what I want more of. That's what we're saying. Exactly. What is she eating out of this, like, tureen? <laughs> what, is the, what is that? Yeah. Is it, it looks, jello soup? Could have been anything. I think it was it an looks, egg drop soup. For some reason, I think it's that. It looks untouchable. It doesn't look, it's like when you order a latte at some stupid bistro and they bring you that clay. You can't like drink yes. it for like 40 minutes. Yeah. I hate right. that. We hate Madonna's soup. One thing is that we all can agree on. Just right, right. my show. <laughs> our next category. Footwork. I was right the footwork. There's oh. a lot of dancing. A lot of dance, mostly dancing in some ways. Sure. Oh, in some ways, yes. Yeah, I, I would rate it very high. Uh, I'm trying to think of any other gay movie that could be a contender that's just dancing, meaning purely just a gay concert film with none of the boring non-dancing parts. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go 98 on Footwork. 98. I think for the concert itself, it's very high. For the the backstage stuff, it's it's pretty. You know, just capturing documentary stuff. So Lying down go, on beds and things. yeah, I'll go 90. 90. Uh, I'll give it 95. I think the dancing's really great. And, the, and there's lots of shoe changes, even when she's That's just true. in the black and white world. So many shoe she changes. She comes yeah. off stage, she takes off her shoes. Right, yeah. <laughs> Giving an average of 94.33, which is one point higher than the sound of music. So eat shit, oh. Maria. Yeah. Mm. All right, our next category, spank bank deposits. Anything in this movie you'll file away to the spank bank? Yeah, it's kind of like this is the question of of current me or old teen right, me. Right. Sure. Right. At the time, it was weird watching Strike of Pose, the sort of semi sequel about her dancers, right. and seeing all my sort of teen spank banks as grown men, many of whom are apparently dealing with very bleak emotional and psychological very, problems. Yeah, it's very dark. Yeah, that's the macabre. It was a great movie, though. Um, yeah. Well, it's funny watching it this time. Watching it today, I was like, in the past, I remember being like, "Oh, these guys are so like." cool and like experienced and like they know stuff and watching it, I'm like, they're babies. They're all yeah. children. Yeah. <laughs> and at one yeah. point also in the movie, uh, one of her backup dancers, Nikki makes a joke of like, yeah, Madonna world tour 2025. And I'm like, that's around the corner. Isn't that? Yeah. That's great. That's <laughs> like, yeah. That's like the joke in back to back to the future about the future. And you're like, Oh shit, we're here. We've passed it. <laughs> I, I would, I have to take a lot. I would, I would rank it really, really low. Because so much of my appreciation for it is about like aesthetic and music mm -hmm. and production and design. But if I were, I really go back to me being like 17, 16 with Slam, a few other dancers, sure. like I got to add on, I'm, I'm going to give this just in honor of my old self. I'm not going to go down to like 30. I'm going <laughs> to lift it up a little. I'm going to put it at around the 52. And tribute to the child within. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some healing is happening right now, it sounds like. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm calling my therapist. I did wonder watching this, like, what is the like career path for a dancer? Cause like, of course you're going to do this go, but like, where do you go in the middle eight? Like you got to do an act two, I assume. Like where do these professional, what happens to professional dancers? Choreographer, director. But do we need that many choreographers and directors? Well, do we need that many actors or writers? But do you know what I mean, though? Is? Like, there's probably less of those than there are, sure, there are yeah. dancers. If so it just seems like a tough road. It's like you need less writers than you need actors. That's true. If you go by it's a tough strike, road. If you go by like, strike you're a pose. not wrong, but. If you go by strike a pose, you either move in, back in with your mom, or <laughs> you rent a very sad room that you paint like a mustard yellow and you just have like a, a mattress and like a sculpture of a Buddha and you put nothing on the walls and you just really reflect there. That's like, <laughs> that's your second act, reflection. <laughs> reflection. I will now reflect for the remainder of my life. Now for the next 40 years. Sean, <sighs> what do you want to give it for Spank Bank Spank Bank deposits. deposits. I think there's a lot of fun eye candy on stage. And I also like, similar to what you're saying, David, that like a virgin number was an awakening for me. So I'm going to go 80. 80. Uh, I'll give it 57, given an average of 63, which is six points lower than the Little Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Oof. Uh, all right. Finally, the last of the canon categories, David, on a scale of zero to 100, how likely are you to recommend Madonna Truth or Dare to a gay person? A hundred. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree 100%. If I, if I talk to a gay person I haven't seen it, I'm like, you have to see it, even if you don't like her. What I think is so, watching it again, what I think to me, like what this documentary gets, where like there's so many other artists who have followed her who have tried to have this this documentary, this moment, this sort of movie moment, whether it be Taylor Swift or Katy Perry and, and Lady Gaga and all these people. I think what about, something about this one, what they got so lucky with was, and watching the movie again, I felt like, oh, Madonna realizes like, oh, she's now ascended to Mount Rushmore. Like, I think this moment, like this phase of Madonna's career where, yeah, it's like Immaculate Collection, Dick Tracy, Blonde Ambition, you know, Truth or Dare. This is the the apotheosis. This is the, the height of the her peak. career. This is the absolute peak, which isn't to say she hasn't had great stuff in the past or some questionable stuff that's followed. I will acknowledge that certainly. But this was the moment. And I think watching this movie, you in watching it this time, I was like, oh, she realizes like, I've done it. Like I'm the biggest star in the world. She right says now. there's no one else she wants to meet. Yeah, she's she's right. met everybody. And I think there's something that's what's so fun about this movie that this movie captures that I think subsequent ones can't because they're a little more controlled or a little more like um, planned. So, yeah. but yeah, I think, but I, uh, but again, I also a hundred percent like it's, you definitely need to check this out. There was also an element like first seeing this of like, oh, like seeing the idea of like backstage behind the scene access had still felt exclusive. Yes. It still felt it. But now we're like flooded with, you could see a new pictures from Taylor Swift, Katy Perry every day on your smartphone. So I just think like the special uniqueness <laughs> of that as a, you know. Right. What was exciting time about Time has passed. Movie, you can't yeah. recapture that element of it. Yeah. And like, and who, then, how are you going to know when you're at the peak of your career? It was just like lightning in a bottle. And they didn't know what they were doing. Like, I mean, that feeling, yeah. you know, we were still a year out from the first season of Real World. So like they, they didn't even really understand how to manipulate to get, you know, I mean, this boring. I just saw the Pink concert film that's out. That was really uh -huh. good. I saw it the other day. But I was thinking about Truth or Dare the whole time thinking, oh, my God, there's dozens of these in this format now right. that exist. Right. And the charming thing about Truth or Dare is that 
they didn't know how to fake for the camera. I mean, that's also what's great exactly. about the first season of the real world is that they yeah, they're just they, genuine. Right. Yeah. Or most shows, like like RuPaul's Drag Race. Like now when people go on, they're like, I'm process, like I'm producing my own storyline. I'm trying to do this or right. that. And at the time- I have a brand, like I want to get out. Like, I don't know. I'm just showing up and doing this thing. Yeah, because I don't think Madonna, If I think if you could really make her ask honestly, I don't think that she would do 20 or 30% of what she did in Truth or Dare. I think she, even though she says no regrets, I think there's some of it now that she's probably like, ooh, if we would have made that, you know, if we would have made that movie five years later, that wouldn't have been in, that wouldn't have been in, that mm. wouldn't yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. There was there are, a point like watching, especially like in the end of the final number when they're just like speaking in British accents for no reason. Like, <laughs> oh, she's at the height of her power, but also like she doesn't take herself too seriously. She's still having yeah. fun. And right. that's so exciting to watch too. Yeah. Yeah. And she gets them all in bed with her. So strange. It's so strange. <laughs> that felt, felt very like, we got to end <laughs> the, the movie. Uh, right. We need yeah. a sequence. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everyone visits her one at a time. <laughs> And then you all come in together? Sure. Yeah. Some of you are going to have to show her your dick and she's going to describe it. Is that okay? Great. This is technically <laughs> workplace harassment, but we haven't come up with that term yet. So <laughs> she should not be doing this. I also had a vision of like her, like in very like Norma Desmond, like watching this movie now alone in a mansion. Sure. <laughs> like just very good. <laughs> children watch it again. Like, yeah. No. <laughs> this was when mommy was huge. <laughs> All right, now we are into the wheel category. Wait, what did you give it for, luckily? A hundred, of course. Okay, no right. heathen. <laughs> I think, I truly think, even if you don't like Madonna, I think you'll like this movie or come away yeah. appreciating her more, I think. Because just as a pure entertainment standpoint, just her on stage is great. She's yeah, dancing, the singing, doing it all. What more do you want? She's, she's doing it all. She's doing it all. So now we're into the wheel categories. Remember that? So these categories are all categories that previous guests have brought in. We put them on this wheel, which is an app on my phone. And I'm going to spin it four times. Whenever category randomly pops up, that's how we will rate the movie. And then after that, you, well, we will all come up with a category for which we can judge this movie and potentially future movies as well. You know, there's a Madonna slot machine now you could play in Vegas. I thought you was about to be a joke. It's Madonna, but anyway. <laughs> uh, how does the game operate? Like you, it just plays the... music. It's a slot machine. That's oh, all. God. <laughs> all right. Well, we've mentioned this movie earlier uh, in this episode, but Anti Mame from Anti Mame, we have backstage drama. Oh boy, people are gonna say rig, John. <laughs> well, what do you want me to do? It's the know. wheel. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's all about backstage drama. I mean. That this has to be really high, like with I mean yeah. the makeup woman and I, I would the makeup woman. You got the sound going out. You've got Toronto, the cops. Got yeah, that's got the cops my, in I Toronto. Mean, yeah, watching it again, one of my favorite parts I forgot was so cool is I love that when they launch the tour, it's in a rainstorm right. and they just have to wear the jackets, right. go out there, and then they film it in black and white. And it's that it's so manipulative. I almost feel like it's fake. It's like make them think it's just going to be a little bullshit, and then. Oh, it's so great. Um, okay, backstage drama. I'm gonna. I'm going all the way. I'm gonna give it a hundred. A hundred. Yeah, I'll give it a hundred. I mean, it's what this whole movie is about. It's, it's backstage mostly at the store. So I will give it a hundred as well. I'll also give it a drum. Uh, a hundred. Giving it a hundred, <laughs> which is a lot more than Lady Bird only got an eighty-one in backstage drama. Okay, here are memorial moments. Well, there's her. Going to visit her mom's grave. Her. And then the Keith Herring prayer. Right? She talk about, I don't think she talks about, yeah. 
She has like a one wistful moment about Sean. Yeah, which is kind of a a memorial. I don't know. I mean, (laughs) I mean, again, this is going to be a quality, not quantity, because it's not a lot of the movie. But that that mom thing, like when I think of Truth or Dare, the first thing I think of is snickering at her reading little girl delivering that terrible. And I love that song, too. So I always felt like, Madonna, don't do that. I think in the theater at 16, I wept. And now as an adult, I'm like, this is contrived shit right now. It's a pile of dust. Um, God, that's terrible. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Give me a bar. You go first. John, you do. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I think visiting her mother's grave is like a big one. But it's not like the whole movie. I will go 77. 77. Still pretty high. That's funny. I was going to go. That makes me feel right. I'm going to go 71. <laughs> 71. Uh, I'll give it a 45. Give it an average of 64.33. I don't know what other movie had a memorial moment recently, so we're moving on. Okay, here we go. From Top Gun, musical callbacks. Are there any callbacks? She does holiday celebration a couple times her and yeah, don and nikki sort of use as a the warm-up warm up. they go to a thing it's a musical really callback but a isn't she bit. literally marching with them on stage to do holiday or has just done it no it's she's marching to start the show but that but that's obviously it opens with express right. yourself but that's that's like their vocal warm-up it seems like they do before oh, a show yeah but is that even a callback i don't know like, I mean, uh, they do it twice uh, and then she does the number. So it's it doesn't really thing. feel like a callback, a true callback, you know, like a reprise or anything like that. It's not like they use a little girl again when someone else dies. Yeah, and you like hear that. in the same version, too. <laughs> well, I'm, you know? I'm the worst. I'm going to get dragged for making fun of that. Um, John and Mark, no, I, like, can, can you tell me, like, when you think musical callback, what's like in a film? Like, when you hear that, what are you thinking? Oh, this is like movie, the reprise of part of your world from Little Mermaid. Oh, so within the context of. This is tricky. I don't know. I don't think this is the, that high. I, I would say like 45. 45. Yeah, because, I, yeah. yeah. I'll give it a 60 for a holiday. 60. Uh, I'll give it a 30. Um, giving it a 40. A musical phrase three times in the movie, but it's not enough for you. All right. It got a 30 because it's just more of a warm up exercise that they uh-huh. do every time. Not really. Sure, 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 sure. Okay. All right. Cool, cool. All right. <laughs> From Scott <laughs> Pilgrim. Sing along factor. Okay, John. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? I've, I'm just spinning a wheel. Uh huh. <laughs> I mean, I'm a fan, so I don't know if this is a hundred. I mean, it's I. You, you sing along to the whole thing. Yeah. There's that. They sing happy birthday at some point. <laughs> Do you sing along to that part? <laughs> happy birthday. If people sing happy really, birthday. Are you, you in. in when you watched the movie last night? Did you sing along to ha- her them saying happy birthday? John, you said that, and for a minute I thought, have I totally misinterpreted what this category means? <laughs> this is strange. Uh, I did not sing along in okay, person that, that happened. But you know, it is a song we all are instinctively singing along You're to. You're doing happy birthday. I <laughs> want to get in here. Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> So John, what do you want to give it for a sing-along factor? I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, I, it's, I, yeah, it's tough. I'll go 90. Really? I'm shocked. What's keeping it from the hundred? Ah, your, your scorn. <laughs> I never change anything of your mind. So don't put this on me. <laughs> I love that Madonna has to pay because you're pissed at Mark. Yeah. What did I do? <laughs> God. <laughs> 
It's because I thought the memorial moments were only worth 40. <laughs> Jesus, pick your battles. <laughs> uh, I'm giving it 100 in sing-along factor. So, I don't John, know. you hate truth or dare. Do yeah, truth or dare. truth or dare. You hate truth or dare. <laughs> all right, now it's time for uh, David and John, basically, or all of us to come right. up with a category. Come up with a category. Did you have anything, David? Anything come to mind? A, a category he used to judge how gay this movie is in all subsequent movies? God, I really wish we could design a category around that cauldron of unidentified hot liquid. <laughs> but uh, I mean, weird terrines. Yeah. <laughs> it, hairstyle changes on one character. Oh, like a hair journey? Like a hair journey? Mm-hmm. Do we go on a hair journey? What about. We have wigs, but we don't have hair journey. I mean, there's some extensions and additive in there, but for the most part, I don't think it's wig moments. I think it's her hair. Mm-hmm. What is that ponytail? Well, there's the ponytail. It's clearly. What about um? What about acting out um a, a sex act on an inanimate object? Um, okay. uh, tableside sex work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, there's also fellatio. like like fake fellatio or something, you know? Yeah. Fellatio. Fellatio. Oh. <laughs> Does that make a movie gayer? That was amazing. Stupid. Oh. But then is it gay to see Madonna suck a dick? Because that's sure. hetero. I, I feel like it's somehow mm. gayer than seeing one of the dancers do it, and I can't explain In some that. Ways. <laughs> uh, I mean, I feel like seeing Madonna have sex would just shatter something. Like, that's not a sex that would... no. <laughs> ah! Ah! Oh. What do you think, John? Is your movie? What are you thinking? I don't know. It's tough. Is there like a found family? Is that a can we do chosen family? Oh. Chosen family. Sure. Choosing like a new family. Fam- chosen families. Chosen families. Yeah. So what would you give, uh, David? Yeah. What do you want to give Truth or Dare and Chosen Families? Oh gosh, I think I think I'm gonna go all the way on this. I think I'm gonna stay just a hair. I think I'm gonna say 98. 98 conservative. Because she has some real family in it, so I just took a few points. Sure. It's not sure. solely smart. found family. Smart. Yeah. Smart. Thank you. Yeah. I will say another thing, as we sort of alluded to earlier, what was sort of nice or I got about the, watching the movie was it reminded me of when I've been on tour. Obviously, I've never been on a tour at that level. But that world where you're with other people, where you're like, we are our own constant. We are our own bubble right. moving mm-hmm. from place to place. And there's something yeah. about the connection and the bonds you make there that definitely I could sort of resonate with and understand of like our world is this weird sort of traveling existence and that's bizarre so we're clinging on to each other theater people the, uh, <laughs> john, thank you thank you uh, john when you were like when i've been on tour i wanted you to be like when i've been on tour and i'm coming up on the hydraulic lift through the opening of the <laughs> I, <laughs> I think, but i think the fact that three of her dancers sued her after the fact which they have then uh, subsequently said wish they hadn't i will give it a 97 97 because this is kind of thing like you're my family while we're doing this and after that we probably won't see each other very much it's over we might yeah hang out a couple times <laughs> yeah i think we've lived enough together enough we got it yeah. <laughs> uh, uh yeah i'll give it 96 giving it a 97 all right now we are into the bonus category so these categories as advertised are bonus so they're just extra so if it doesn't do well in any of these categories it's fine it's not going to work against the score these are just bonus points and so for that it's just zero to ten we're voting on okay all right so the first one is musical potential could you see a musical made out of madonna truth or dare oh yeah it'd be one of those jukebox musicals where you just yeah 10 but what's it about 
it's about I mean you're the, making a musical of this movie so yeah it's about this yeah it would so be just like, being on tour yeah why not with the numbers are for the numbers from the show but it would really be about chosen family <laughs> thank you oh I see yeah duh but Truth don't you think like, chosen family the musical yes it, I don't to me it seems like well that's gonna be like the movie is the way to see this as a documentary like this is the ideal version of this like a musical is just gonna be it would be disappointing for- because you're not gonna see Madonna and also, you're not seeing the actual backstage. You know, you're not seeing the real dressing rooms. You're not seeing her father. Well, you could and create those like you do in any musical. I just think it's this is the ideal version. A tour documentary is the ideal version to experience a tour. The story, fact that it's a I documentary that's what that's what makes it interesting. Do you want me to yeah. change it to a nine, Mark? No, I just <laughs> I'm just making my case. You could leave a ten. You are more than <laughs> that is your right. <laughs> I, I think I wasn't thinking so explicitly about like it matching the the perfect narrative from sure. the film, but right. the songs could play in that order with some of the themes with the dancers. Like I think you could spin it. Yeah, I'm gonna stay with a ten. All right. I under I completely agree with both of you. So I'm gonna give it a nine because I do feel like part of what is fun about Truth or Dare is. This is actually the documentariness of it all. Of like, this is actually yeah. happening. This is actually Madonna. So to put it on stage with ostensibly someone else playing Madonna would feel a little bit like, oh. And then is this the best story you could have chosen for these songs? The tour? Right. It seems weird. So I could give it a three. Wow. I am all for a Madonna musical. Don't get me wrong. Uh-huh. Would you is- want it to be about, I've because I've thought about this because I knew this was going to come up. Would you want it to be like autobiographical, like we're using Madonna's music to tell the story of Madonna, or is it more like we're do- doing Madonna sort of like a Mamma Mia, where it's like we're using this catalog to tell? Yeah, I want story the catalog, want. and I want it to be like aliens have visited, and how do we connect? Like, go fucking nuts! I want to see so the you terrible want to do Mars Vegas. attacks with the 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 catalog of Madonna. You don't want to see that. I mean, I'll probably end up writing it in the next three years. Right? I mean, I, mean, I want to see Mars Attacks with the music of Madonna. All right, Absolutely. Well. <laughs> you don't know who you're pitching to, John. You got a green light. <laughs> all right, we're doing it. Uh, all right, next category, Queer Menace. Well, certainly to the city of Toronto. That We also have uh, Oliver's homophobia sort of throughout. <laughs> yes. He seems very menace. scared of Sandra Bernhard. This came from Bride of Frankenstein, where it's sort of like, does this movie have that sense of like an outsider's coming in and gonna, you know, ruin our town? Yeah, I mean, everyone in it is queer. They're bringing queerness everywhere. Her parents are <laughs> alienated by the queerness. Kevin Costner doesn't know what the fuck is going on. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a nine. Nine. I will go eight. Eight. Uh, I will say nine. I mean, you got the police there. Giving it an 8.67, which is five points higher than The Wizard of Oz. All right. Okay. All right. Our good. next category. Character actress makes a big swing. This one might be tough. <laughs> tough. I is mean, Madonna Sandra a character Bernhard? actress? Is Sandra Madonna Bernhardt does actress? kind of uh, threat or sort of tease dropping some gossip in the art world, <laughs> the art gallery world. So it's not the hugest swing. swing. <laughs> I, that's what I expect in from certain Sandra Bernhard. In a certain community, that was huge, I'm sure. That would be Sandra Bernhard going out of her comfort zone, gossiping <laughs> about the art world. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's exactly her lane. Which is to, you, that she took a big swing, not that she left her comfort zone. And if you if you think of Madonna, at, I'm going to go three. Three. I, <laughs> I will give it a one. I, I recognize this is not a good one. I got to give it a zero. I don't think there is. 
Giving it a 1.33. All right, next category. Witches. How witchy is this movie? Well, I would like to bring up that terrine we've mentioned a couple times. Like, who knows <laughs> what kind of potion? It's more Classic of a cauldron. witch bickering with her father exactly. on the phone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I remember that like a prayer, the like a virgin performance really striking me in like a weird, like I had never seen anything the spell like is that being when cast. I was, yeah, I mean, it felt a little bit like, you know, also the was, arrangement of the song is a little like yeah, spookier vibe. Definitely. I I'd give it a the terrine, right? I I'd give it a I'd give it a six on witchy. A six, pretty yeah. witchy. Yeah. I think you got that. You also have the Vatican is condemning her. Sure. So for that, I'm I will give it a witch four. Bird. Yeah. Four. I'll give it a two. Giving it an average of four. Okay. All right. Our next category. Gay actors playing gay roles. So this is an interesting question because it's a documentary. Yeah. So I like people are like people. playing roles, but, but yes. Kind of, I think this is what confused me about the character actors taking a big swing is that <laughs> this, this idea that, you know, sure, sure. That, sure they made this before we had a real understanding of what, what reality was as like a media construct, but at the same time, like everyone puts on you know, a behavior. Right, everyone a sure. little bit when the cameras are around. So I kind of feel like, what is this called again, this category? Gay, gay. actors playing gay roles. And this is our first documentary we've ever done. So That's this true. we are in uncharted territory here, which is Much. why we make you go first. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and they are, and they're actually gay performers. I mean, and they're not actors. Right, is yeah. there a gayer like role than Madonna backup dancer? I don't know. <laughs> Dresser? And, Florist. I mean, they're mermaids for crying out yeah, loud. Yeah, it's um, true. I'm I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a seven. A seven. Yeah. Yeah, I think the only thing I want to ding it for is, is that they're not playing roles, but they're being themselves. And since in we've the got role, the six, like they're on stage playing in the color world. They're that's true. <laughs> that the color true. world. That's a very good point. When we enter it's the color Wizard world, Oz, isn't it? And mm -hmm. I guess, like, if you look at the IMDb, like cast and crew, there is a cast, and it's there's them playing themselves. That's true. So, so we've got her six dancers. Are, six of the seven are gay, and her brother. So I will go seven. Seven. Yeah, I will also go seven, given an average of seven, mm. which is indeed the highest we've ever had in the last <laughs> 23 movies. Do wow. better, Hollywood. Nice. All right, next category. Make, make up some points here. Themes of mothers. I mean, we got uh, a whole so, section. Yeah, we have the thing. Madonna mean, really wants you to know she has a maternal energy. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. she's just like a mother to the group. She goes to her yeah. mother's grave. Her name's Madonna. That's true. Did you ever notice that? I'll give it, yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, hold on. A little Easter egg. <laughs> yeah, I think it's an eight. An eight. There's also Moira McFarland, like wanting a godmother. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Do you think I'll Madonna give... ever said, yes, I'll be it, I'll do it? I don't think she said yes. I don't think she did, but I don't think she should have because she wasn't gonna actually be able to do the role. You know what I mean? No. Like, I don't think it's wrong of her to say no. No, oh, that whole thing not. was so weird and uncomfortable. It's so intense. Super weird. Uh, I will also give it an eight. Uh, I'll also give it an eight. All right, our next category, pearl clutching. Is this like, are there any morally outraged people in this? Yeah, I think when the they cops go to Toronto, don't want her to masturbate. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, the cops come and there's actually pearl clutching. That she she yeah. wears, a. there's some large pearls that are- Yeah, Madonna can't afford real pearls. Sure, that, that part's very funny. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to go- I think I'm going to go again with an eight. Here. Eight. 
I think it's pretty high. I also think uh, Moira, who of course we can't get enough of, she's like, we did not sleep together, Madonna. Like all that stuff that Madonna <laughs> says she did that she's like, I don't remember any of that. Oh, yeah, great. and that's whole Madonna's thing is just causing controversy. I will also go eight. I think that works. Eight. I too will give it an eight. All right, our next, this is the last of the bonus, bonus. categories. Quips. How quippy is this movie? Pretty quippy. It's, I mean, it's a lot of gay guys backstage, so it's yeah, gonna be pretty quippy. I'll go nine on it because there's a few, there's a few characters like when Kevin Costner comes, you gotta ding a little quippiness <laughs> point there. Sure. He's the anti-quip. Yeah. <laughs> Just pours cold water over all of it. The one that still makes me laugh after all these years when it's before she's about to go on stage for the in Toronto with like about potentially to get arrested. And one of her backup dancers, Nikki goes, they arrested Bobby Brown for fucking on stage. And just some dancer who is not on screen goes, that's called jealousy. And it gets me every single time. <laughs> I will give this movie a nine. For a nine. Yeah. There are quips, but as if we go by quip per minute, I don't know if it's like dense like that. Fair. So I'll give it a five, but there are quips. Our quips. Giving it a 7.67, which is actually tying it with point break. So oh, there you right. go. <laughs> that seems wrong, but okay. <laughs> That's why we have so many categories. So it all I mean, kind of is, evens out of the <laughs> Is Lori Petty in the movie that much? To get <laughs> she <laughs> is a real groucho, essentially. <laughs> all right, fine. Not finally. We are now into the iconic categories. So these are bigger, larger umbrella categories. We're back to zero to 100 for these next few categories. Got it, got it. All right, this one, this first one is homoeroticism. How homoerotic is truth or dare? We're, and we're back to 100? Yeah. Yes. Scoring? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I mean, not every male in it <laughs> is rendered or viewed in a... God, I mean, I for sexualized way, but we got slam and Gabriel French kissing. There's I mean, that one French kiss. It, it, I, I 95. 95? Yeah. One of the homoerotic movies you've ever seen. I mean, even when they're not there, Madonna's own aesthetic feels like it's some, again, this is like watching her go down on a guy. It feels like, oh, that's okay. So like, I can't explain it. No, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, you, yeah, you've, yeah. you've done it perfectly. Is it maybe because like I was noticing this in the, I was observing in the express <laughs> yourself number in the dance, whenever she's like dancing or like faking sex, she's always like the top. You know what I mean? She's 100%. the dominant yeah. one. So yeah. is maybe when she's like performing fellatio, like, oh, she's being submissive. That's so gay. You know what I mean? Is it maybe yeah. that? I don't know. Maybe. I'm just yeah. talking. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Them exercising. The men are turned into mermen. There's the, yeah. Yeah. 95. 95. 95. Merman yeah, alone. The merman alone. Yeah, they're pretty homoerotic. Well, we'll see I, how this compares to the little mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the same category. The little mermaid. I think I agree there's not a whole lot of the men, but it's like all of the men are celebrated. There's just like a celebration of homosexuality and like sexuality. So I will go 92. 92. There's definitely a celebration of Madonna's sexuality. Um I'll give like it a going to the gay pride parade. That's not homoerotic, though. But it's a celebration of sexuality. That is, but that's not the category. But hey, Mark, right. I want to I want to experiment with something. Can you let me say what I think you're going to say once you land on it? This is yeah, hard. I already did. Yeah. Did you? You didn't say. Okay, seventy-seven. No. <laughs> oh God, what are you like at forty-eight? No. What are you? Sixty-five. Oh, oh you didn't want to be gross. 
I tried. <laughs> I resent the implication. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Can't win. Uh, all right. Our next one in the iconic categories over the top wardrobe. Oh. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's the concert stuff. There's the, the concert weird, stuff is great. The weird bag on her head when she's talking to her dad. She also has, and when they're at like French Riviera, she has like a towel on her head with a hat on top of it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I like, thought that was fun. Yeah, I like yeah, when Madonna's like, having fun. That's when she's right. likable. You know, it just seems like she's <laughs> not right. having fun anymore. Wow. Yeah, this is one of those movies again where I have to think where my instinct is to go super all the way. And then I'm like, well, what if we were talking about the cook, the thief, his wife, and her lover or something? And then I'm right. like, oh, every costume versus the black right. and white. Again, again, Waterworld comes in with those fucking khakis and that like padded blazer and the mullet. So I'm going to say over the top costume, uh, I'm going to give it a, a, a 91. 91. We did also have a brief shot of someone in Carmen Miranda drag at the Pride Parade, which to me is always a, a chef's kiss. So I will go 94. 94. There's something about this movie that made like a hotel bathrobe look so comfortable. I was like, oh, right. I really want, I really want to be crazy and be out sweaty and then come home, take a shower and get into a hotel bathrobe. Yeah. What a life. So big. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> Plush. Uh, I'll give it a 92. All right, finally, the last of the iconic categories, Camp Factor. How campy is this movie? It's weird because so much of it, I feel like, is retroactively campy, meaning it wasn't camp when it came out, but it has since become camp. Mm. I think the last Which, segment of her in bed with all of her dancers is very camp. Yeah, and then some things to me are campy that are supposed to be, well, I won't talk Go about ahead. it again. No, talk about it. Um, little girl. <laughs> but in some ways, to me, it feels less campy than like the Katy Perry one, which is like unintentionally revealing. In some ways, I'm like, oh, saying. she just becomes, she comes off as just like, her big emotional nadir of that movie is like, I'm tired. Right. And like that to <laughs> I have me to is smile funny. when the tour starts. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I really enjoy Lady Gaga and I couldn't get through Oh, five foot four, whatever. No, because it felt so like, I mean, it was like little girl. Every scene for me was little girl. Yeah, every, scene's, every scene's little girl. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to say for camp, I'm going to, yeah, there's so much now that's regarded in such a, 83. 83. Yeah, I mean, when you think about also too, like all the spoofs on it, you've got Julie Brown's Medusa, uh, French and Saunders did a thing. Uh, I also thought Freddie DeMann, who was her uh, manager, arguing with the Toronto police. There's something about that that felt very campy to me. I loved him. <laughs> we all need a Freddie in our lives, I feel like. Right? Wouldn't that be great? Uh, yeah, so I will give it uh, 88. 88. Uh, I got a quick list of campy things I noticed. Here we go. An artist complaining about post-tour depression. Hotel mini bars waiting for someone who knows about sound, making a very horny song about dads. When the first two rows are nothing but industry. Playing He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not over Warren Beatty. Madonna flirting with gay men during Like a Virgin. The fact that we never talk about how stardom can change the people around you. Asking Madonna to be your unborn baby's godmother in a hotel lobby. Really uh -huh. making a meal out of visiting your mother's grave. Morning Zoo DJs, white limousines, leading a prayer backstage, giving a press conference to defend your art to the Vatican, getting onto a big bed with your backup singers and dancers and confessing all your secrets, a close-up of a bowler hat falling to the ground in slow motion, <laughs> and finally, a post credit sequence. <laughs> so it's fairly, I'll give it a 72. Oh, bowler hat falling to the ground in slow motion. That's great. It's going to be your production company. 
<laughs> yeah, oh. given an average of 81 in camp. And finally, okay. we are into the crown jewels. So these categories, we don't rate them. We all agreed either gets it or it doesn't. Oh, okay. All right. All right. The first one, a fifth, <laughs> <Exactly>. 15% bonus. <laughs> Four, a positive portrayal of homosexuality. Does Madonna's Truth or Dare have a positive portrayal of homosexuality? Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So. Yeah. yeah. So it gets it. Definitely. Done. All right. Finally, negative 50% of all the points if this is the movie Boat Trip. This is not the movie Boat Trip, so it will not lose 50% of its points. <laughs> that was close. Pretty close. They were on a boat at some point. Were they on a boat? They were in the in the in the Europe montage. Oh, a canal. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, that's it. We're done. We did it. Wow. So, David, now that we've been through all the categories, okay, do you still think it's somewhere within the top uh, ten or twenty percent, or ten or twenty uh, movies? Well, I didn't know how Mark would score it. So, <laughs> no. Um, I top top ten or twenty. I think it will be in the top twenty. Okay. And I'm not so sure about top 10. I'm thinking it has a good shot in the top 10. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, I'll I say could, top 10. All right. I will tell you exactly how I would say what I thought, but I know exactly how it did. Well, then that doesn't count. So out of a total possible 3,137.66, Madonna Truth or Dare has scored 2,835.66, giving it a percentage of 90.37, making it the third gayest movie ever. Yes! Whoa! Not as gay as The Bride of Frankenstein, but gayer than the Rocky Horror Picture Show. All wow. right. Okay. Did you hear John's? Yes. He always says he doesn't <laughs> want to bring in a movie that scores high, but then he does. I never said I didn't want to bring in a movie that scores high. Yeah. I said, well, you just want to bring in something you want love to revisit is always the reason you give. But I think you want to have something in the top five, right? Just say it. I, I, you've never said you're acting like there's this been this ongoing fight. <laughs> there's been an ongoing conspiracy. <laughs> I'm really uncomfortable. Sure, sure. Well, thank oh, you for being on the last episode of our podcast, David. We really <laughs> appreciate it. I'm glad to put a nail in this coffin. Um, <laughs> thank you. Somebody needs to. Wow, number three. I really third. feel honored to be a part of this. Definitely. I, I third place. <laughs> I feel like it makes sense. It's not that crazy yeah. to me. See, no, but now it's making me feel like I have to watch Bride of Frankenstein again. Yeah, gotta watch. Bride it's of really it's good. Time. And, it's, and it's 75 uh, it's like minutes. 75 minutes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Maybe wait for okay. Halloween time when it's more appropriate. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm, so always, uh, I'm very excited. I'm always excited about the Halloween movie cycle. And we got a lot of movies stolen from us last Halloween. So what? I feel like, yeah, like. It didn't come out, is what you mean. Halloween. Oh, didn't someone didn't break into your house your and steal your DVDs. Or oh my God. Like, what a. <laughs> What a weird complaint. Oh my God. Someone stole into my house and they <laughs> took all of my Halloween themed DVDs. I'd be furious. Our Friday the 13th box set is gone. Gone. I'd be I have a Friday the 13th box set. I'd I know. live it if that was taken. And I know the thief was a homophobe because the only one they left was Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Um, <laughs> you've done that movie, yeah? Of course. <laughs> we did the whole where, franchise. Where is that? What do you mean? That's in its own different- On, on the um, list. It's we rated it on a separate category because it's on its own category of all the Nightmare on Elm Streets. Oh, I mean, we always could break it in and score it on the regular thing if we are so inclined, Mm -hmm. but we haven't. Well, David, what a delight you were! Such a treat! Thank you for doing this. Thank you. Thanks. Is there anything you like to plug, promote, or shill for at this time? 
Um, no, there's not right now mm. because I still feel like I'm sealed up in my home. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I'm on all the things at the David Crab, and uh, I encourage I encourage everyone if you like Truth or Dare because I didn't get a lot of play to watch Strike a Pose in all seriousness. Right. All, all, all jokes about sad interior design aside, <laughs> I thought it was a really compelling movie. I agree. Um, I really enjoyed it, yeah. So everyone check that out and check out David on the socials. Thank you so Definitely. much. A delightful guest. And we'll, we'll be, be right back. back. We're back. back. Fun. That was so much fun. How do you feel? I felt like you didn't. I, I had the impression that you were not going to like this movie. Go Why? Ahead. I love documentaries. No. Okay. Good point. You're right. You're right. And it's a good documentary. I mean, I'll love all that backstage cinema verite. You know, no. I wish they would almost lean more into that. Didn't have any talking heads or narration. It just showed us like a day in the life kind of. You know what I mean? I love that and let us infer everything. I get what you're saying. There, there was there was a part of me that wanted to hear some of the other dancers do talking heads or just share some stuff like in a right. way that you would get that we're more used to now. Like but I'd be I curious also to see the non Madonna produced version of the same thing. You know, right. But I also did appreciate the fact that like there were no chirons. There wasn't, it wasn't oh, as sure, easy sure. to get us into it. It would, it sort of was, it had more of this, like you've got to do a little bit of work. To <laughs> it's certainly not like, a challenging movie. No, it's not a challenging movie, but it's not like you're not going to be like, this is this person and this is what they do. This is no over Harlan time. County, USA. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There's no hands on a hard body. This. Um, <laughs> but I, all I meant when I said earlier, okay. when you got so mad at me. Did I get furious at you? What happened? I've asked you before, like, oh, what do you like? Look at like when you maybe I've said it all, not when we're recording, when I ask like, oh, your gotcha. movie picks, like, why are you picking these? But you always just say like, oh, it's because I want to see how it does. And I like this movie. I like this movie is usually uh -huh. the pull. Sure. But I, I think you I maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I uh -huh. feel like you really do want to like have the movie you pick do really well in the scoring. It's like crack top five. I think in a way, yes. Well, that's and nothing wrong with that. Right. I don't think, like, I wouldn't pick a movie. Like, I'm not going to be like, Bridge Over the River Kwai, because it was my dad's favorite movie. Like, I think a movie that I think would do well or would be an interesting conversation, I think is far more, is what I lean towards more so than, I don't think I sit, I don't like go through the categories beforehand and go like, it's going to do this well and this and this well right, and this, right. so it's definitely going to win. But how don't we always naturally now? Do Are we? Are you incapable? I mean, I'm not capable of not doing that whenever I watch a movie anymore. It's like having the filter on. Like, you know, every time oh, you I watch something like, that. oh, Mannequin. Yeah, you know, anything. Like, oh, they're on a scooter. Entrance with, Here we go. Yeah, entrance yeah. with pizzazz. Like, Mark, you're watching the Zapruder film again. Right. You know? <laughs> Oh, definitely. I definitely have that. But I but when I was picking movies for this month, I wasn't going, what's going to win? I want something that's going to win. But I think I also try to think of movies that I think would do well and just no one has brought in yet or like would be interesting or, you sure. know what I mean, kind of thing. And but how about you as you because the next few movies are yours. Have you the next had any two are sort of, mine? I know what the next one is, which I can say at this point, right? If you want to. But I was more curious as to like, what do you have a a thought process or like a going the into first it. one is out of spite <laughs> the, the yes, second one I'm very aware of that because <laughs> i thought it would be funny uh -huh. uh, the first pick <laughs> and the second i don't generally don't know generally something i'm like oh this would be fun to talk about and period you know mm -hmm. and if it does well great but i also don't care that you know what i mean just that's all 
Sure. It well, does do well, want- great, but I, I don't expect my next pick to do very well, but oh, I also do you don't think th- it's going to tank either. I don't think it's a, uh, <laughs> it's a no good will hunting. hunting. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's something there to talk about. Sure. Do you want to let people know what that movie is? I guess we could do it now. We're, Let's I'm do it doing now. A, I'm doing a sequel to my last sure, follow up. So we will be talking a follow up to Batman Forever. We will be discussing Batman and Robin available on HBO. Okay. Max. Oh, very nice, one, very nice. John? I did this, see that one. I saw that. also a Joel Schumacher. Joke. Another Joel Schumacher. It's the one that, that completed the franchise at that cycle, we could say. It definitely killed it. <laughs> Well, I was trying to be nice, but yes, that's definitely what happened. Is this the infamous nipples on the bat suit, this one? I believe there are nipples on the last one. There's nipples in both, I think, right? Uh, There's definitely nipples in this one. It's a Schumacher signature, nipples on a bat suit. I mean, that's a director for you. There you go. That's a director for you. At least there's some personality. (laughs) That's like I've been watching like these. I've been revisiting the Matrix movies. Right. Well, I've only watched the second one so far, but like, yeah, so it's like some parts of it don't work or whatever, but at least like, oh, this is made by like a human beings made this. You know what I mean? This wasn't made by like, it wasn't a committee. Screw. It wasn't a... yeah, like, oh, it's like, there's like big sex scenes in it. and like, oh, this like, this doesn't happen in movies. Like this big, huge budget sequel. Right. Well, like people, the directors just give him like free reign and it's like, great. Like, it's that's so much because... more interesting than like even a okay movie now. I totally get what you're saying. And I think it is far more interesting to have like a one or two people's vision as opposed to a board of directors or, or, making or that content, kind of thing. A product. Yes. Yeah. But do you think what happened? I've seen Matrix 2 once when it came out, but do you think it the problems were because the first one was such a success that the producers were like, well, you know what you're doing. So we're not going to get involved or mess it with could anything. Be. I think the second, I haven't watched the third one yet, but I know the third one is almost more epilogue than movie. Cause the right. second one, I think the second one is legitimately great. I thought it was like, I gave it four out of five stars on letter. I, wow. you know, I think it's really, it's like so much, especially compared to most action movies now, at least like there's a vision and like the action is well staged and well Corey and cool and funny and fun. And uh, I lost my train of thought. Okay, so. <laughs> Fair enough. Speaking of trains of thought, John, I asked okay. a poll. Oh, we, right. Yes, of course. This is related to our, uh, I said we had a heated debate earlier. Another instance where we made our guests feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I took it to our followers on Twitter. I said, which movie had the more over-the-top production design, White Christmas or Batman Forever? Uh You notoriously believe White Christmas has more over-the-top production design. I think in some ways, yes, you can make that argument, definitely. No, you made that argument. Yes. That's what I'm saying. And I'm standing by that argument is what I'm saying. All right, well, and I said, you're a lunatic. and You you couldn't be more wrong. You did say those things, yes. And 87% of the voters agree with me, John. I'm so sorry to break that to you. Well, that's very nice of you. I would never weaponize <laughs> our fan base. And How is that weaponizing? You going, I'm, no, you're the one who's going, I need to be right. I need to get our fans together. I need to have people full on my side. I don't want people to choose. I want people to have a debate. I want it to be a conversation. What do you I, think a poll is? is? Did I skew it in some way to favor one side I over the other? I think you knew it was going to happen and you did this all on purpose. <laughs> Uh, I definitely knew this was happening and I definitely did it on purpose, but I also <laughs> gave go. it a fair chance. <laughs> <laughs> so. Agree to disagree. <laughs> uh, 
Well, you can follow you can follow more exciting polls and join the debate. Yes. At, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Two Old Queens T W O Old Queens. Follow me on Letterboxd where I maintain the current movie rankings. Yes, you can email us at Two Old Queens T W O Old Queens at gmail.com. Uh, let us know what you think. Do we get anything wrong? Do you want to see a Mars Attacked musical with the songs of Madonna? Of let course. Us know. Uh, you can also, we have merch. If you want to support this podcast, if you go to T Public and search for Tool Queens, there's a lot of fun stuff you can buy for yourself and your friends. A lot of great designs and a percentage of all the proceeds goes to the Okra Project. So you're not just buying merch, you're helping people out. And finally, we have a Patreon. Uh, Tool Queens, the retirement plan. Go over to Patreon and for $5 a month, you get an extra episode every week of us talking about fun, different movies and other weird projects and stuff. Right. All right, so next week, Queen's Choice continues. Everyone get in that watch of Batman and Robin. Mm. I believe it's on HBO Max. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen it in 20 years, so we'll see Who what knows? happens. Who knows? We shall see. A new revelation awaits. Uh, we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Now it's time for credits. We got music by Danny Cohen. Artwork by Conrad Shin. And special thanks to Alex Archer and Mike Rennie. Bye. We didn't get that right. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.